This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Friday, January 12-54321. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. There was nothing friendly for corn and soybeans in the January crop reports. The four major crop reports released today included the annual crop production report, quarterly grain stocks, and the monthly world agricultural supply and demand estimates, and the annual winter wheat seedings estimates. Most traders likely gave their first look to the WASDE tables that feature yield and acreage at the top of each crop's balance sheet. It ended up being the yield estimates that triggered a decidedly bearish reaction. The USDA upped the national corn yield average from 174.9 to 177.3 bushel per acre and raised the bean yield from 49.9 to 50.6 bushel per acre. Harvested acreage was lowered for both crops, but not enough to offset the yield changes, so production totals came in higher than expected. Corn yield estimates were raised for 17 states. The biggest production gains came from Nebraska, with its yield bumped up by 9 bushel per acre to 182 bushel per acre, and Illinois that moved up by 3 to 206 bushel. Iowa's yield was revised higher by 1 bushel to 201 bushel per acre, and Minnesota's was up by 4 to 185. Nine states had their soybean yields increased from November, with Illinois up 2 bushel per acre to 63, Missouri up 3 to 48, and North Dakota up 1.5 bushel to 35.5 bushel per acre. Corn ending stocks stayed within the range of estimates on help from higher usage by ethanol and a higher feed and residual estimate. Projected carryout of 2.162 billion bushels was left at a level that is comfortable by all accounts. Soybean carryout of 280 million bushel can still be called tight on a historical basis, but it is certainly less bullish now that it represents a build on last year's stocks rather than another drawdown. Cash price forecasts of $4.80 for corn and $12.75 for soybeans at the farm gate are left with considerable room above current market values. Remember this is an election year and there is a strong propensity for crop prices to recover later in the year. This should be one of the worst days to make a sale. Numbers from the quarterly stocks report were less of a shock relative to the crop production estimates, but all the inventory numbers were above the average trade guesses for corn, soybeans, and wheat. As expected, the report suggested that farmers were heavier sold on soybeans relative to last year, but that they were hanging on to considerably more corn. Last year's crop insurance guarantee price was 590. New crop 2024, which is used to calculate that price, is now a dollar ten cents a bushel below last year's price. That should have a material impact on farmers' decisions as to what to plant. Farmers planted too many corn acres last year. Please don't make that mistake again. Wheat futures initially found support from the winter wheat seedings report showing acreage was below the bottom end of the trade range. Hard red winter wheat acreage was significantly lower than anticipated. To help with a total seedings estimate come in more than a million acres below the average trade guess and more than two million acres below last year. Relatively bearish for wheat were the world supply and demand estimates. The USDA raised crop production forecasts for Russia and Ukraine while also increasing exports for both of those countries. World wheat ending stocks ultimately came in almost two million metric ton above the average trade estimate. The global stocks estimate were also an additional source of bearishness for corn and soybeans. 
world corn ending stocks were pegged at 325.2 million metric ton versus an average trade gas of 312.9. True to form, the USDA analysts were seen as conservative in their reductions for crop potential in Brazil, but aggressive in their outlook for bigger crops in Argentina. The report supported a bearish... The report supported a bearish fundamental view, particularly for corn and soybeans, so implications for immediate market direction become all about price action. March corn futures made a new three-year low on the continuation chart before attempting to bounce out of an oversold condition that were indicated by slight bullish divergence of the momentum studies. A 50-cent slide from the December corn price highs may be enough to trigger a profit-taking effort from the heavily short-hedge funds. Soybean futures also found some signs of the sell-off becoming exhausted as the March contract held support above $12. Technical bargain hunting and profit-taking on shorts may allow the market to stabilize. Oncoming market fundamentals will continue to be Brazilian weather, U.S. export demand from China, and U.S. acreage decisions for the season ahead. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.